welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay, that's Gerald, that's Flex, that's Espo. I feel like I haven't seen you guys in ages. Yeah, Feels like the minute. first time, at least this year. It's been two <laughs> days since I haven't seen any of you. My, my plan worked to destroy the internet so I could uh, smart. <laughs> I think we all needed a little bit of the all-star break away from one another. Um, listen, before we get into all-star shenanigans, I got mail today, you guys. I'm terrified. Why do I, I feel like, mail. like, why do I feel clues? like this is Maury Povich? I just see an you envelope guys, over there. You guys are going to lose your You mind. are not the father. The we just got a letter. Yes. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. I wonder who it's from. <laughs> it's from Amelia. Amelia. And she said, hi, Lindsay. I heard you needed some of these, smiley face. As always, love you guys and thanks for the shows. Let me know if you need more. LOL. Okay. You guys, I almost lost my mind when it? I opened these and I knew I had to keep them a secret she, from you guys. She wouldn't let us see. Hold on. Hold on. You ready for this? Yeah. You're not ready for this? What? You guys. Oh! Oh! I called it, yo. For his tiny mic. Oh, I called. Let me see. Pass she it over. Pass it over. a whole bunch of them. I have two full sheets. Different amazing. size hey, gee, you faces it. You got to put it on, dog. Do it now. Tell me this you is not the greatest Monday ever. That's, That's fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. That is fantastic. Oh, my God. <laughs> I about died when I saw these because this is going to be so perfect for your tiny mic. <laughs> that so is going to be There's so many. We're going to put those on everything. So many faces. I'm just going to put them all I'm over ready to put arena. one right here on this mic. Right here We're on We're going to go to the Footprint Center next time and I'm going to put them everywhere. Oh, no. Pass them all over the place. <laughs> Give me a done? stack. I'll pass them all over you that building. That's Amelia, amazing. thank you so much. This absolutely made my day. Oh, hey, that's so has awesome. everybody, has everybody gone in? I'm, I'm going to start this. Hmm. Why don't we go in to the G League naming contest hmm. and we all just submit the Phoenix girths <laughs> and then we submit <laughs> Gerald's face as the logo. Yes. Like we just God. flood the inbox on that site with Phoenix girths. <laughs> They'll have no oh idea God. what's going on, but we'll get no. a laugh out of it. You yeah. Guys. I like it. I like best. it. That's Amelia. awesome, yo. Shout That's out great. to you. That is Love awesome. you for that. That's that really was cool. amazing. <laughs> all right. Now that we've opened our mail, we can get into the rest of today's show, but it's not going to be anywhere near as fun as the first three minutes, but <laughs> we'll do our best. All-Star Weekend, of course, was this past weekend. It was a little bit of a dud all around. I think everyone is in agreement outside of the Steph versus Sabrina. I think that was super fun. That's, but beyond that, eh. That's the only thing, I think, from this entire weekend that like a couple years from now will be like, remember that time at All-Star Weekend when this happened? Yeah. Nothing else was memorable. Yeah. Um, it, I watched all of it, which kind of makes <laughs> yeah, me mad. Me too. And, that, and that's the thing that we have to take with a grain of salt is as much as we complain about All-Star Weekend, we keep showing up to watch it because we know that it could have potential, that there could be something special about gathering the league's best players and honoring them in that way in a more laid back environment. But I think that laid back environment is contributing to why we just don't care about what yeah. we're watching anymore. And it sucks now. All right. So a majority of All-Star Weekend was tough for mm -hmm. me. There were some things I liked. Uh, naturally, the Sabrina and Steph thing was really cool. And I think that's something they need to adopt going forward mm -hmm. because I, I think it put a spotlight on the WNBA and the NBA. And if you can include that and continue to do that and build on that and get a little tricky, 
that can get fun. Um, I love the three point contest. Always have. I always felt like the three point contest should be the main event, mm. um, as opposed to the dunk contest. I also enjoyed the uh, the Friday night where the G League team was able to get that dub. Um, that was cool to have those kids have an opportunity with a spotlight and go out there and beat some some NBA players. So I like the G League getting a dub. I like Sabrina and Steph. I love the three point contest. For the life of God, we have to do something and revamp the entire damn dunk contest. The thing mm. is done, it's dead, it's embarrassing. I yeah, that was the down point for me. That was the lowest point for me all weekend. I'm just gonna say it. <clears throat> the entire all-star weekend is dead. It's it's in the coffin. It may still have a pulse, but it it, it like bury it. It's over. Mm. I, like like Vince Carter, it's over. I don't need to see anymore. It's done. And yeah. unless you completely blow this up and get creative, give me a mascot dunk contest, trampolines included. <laughs> uh, give me some kind of one-on-one tournament. Give me whoever's the worst team in the league at that point versus the best G League team. Anything that gives me some competition that isn't this half-assed bullshit that we had to watch over uh, over the course of that weekend. The most interesting thing, the LED court. Because that's probably where we're headed in the future uh, of this sport. So at least I got to see something that was interesting. It was over the top. It was too much at times. I think that's part um, of the problem is the All-Star Weekend now is all about gimmicks. It's all about the pageantry. It's all about 45 minutes of pregame shit that no one cares about before the actual game. There's no substance to the actual events or competitions anymore and a lot of it is like these guys don't take it seriously too because there's a lot more at risk now in these all-star games than there was before like there's so much more the money is just different the contracts that you could miss out on if you god forbid you tweak your ankle playing in this exhibition game is way different and people are going to say it's a generational thing and that's fine i think that's part of it but at the same time, like these guys are not going to take it seriously until there are actual stakes. Yeah. But it's also a generational thing in the sense that like it's become more and more of a business mm-hmm. than anything else throughout the years. Right. You know what I mean? Like we got to see how the players that came before fought for a pension plan. Like yep. that's <clears throat> that's progress for players at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Granted, I know it sucks for all of us because we want more from the All-Star weekend, but. I'm just going to ask the question, are expectations too high for an Mm all-star weekend? Like it is about a little bit of the pageantry. It's about the whole idea that you have all these guys, all these superstars in the same place. The fans who are there get to have a little bit more. Are we just putting our expectations too high for what the product on TV should be? No. Okay. Because I was at two of the greatest dunk contests ever, the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine matchups. I was there live. Okay, and, and we and, and all still were, talk crap about those too. Well, because the judging, the judging screwed somebody, but it wasn't because it wasn't good. That was entertaining. But there I, were moments during dunk contests in the past where oh, we, yeah. we clowned all over oh, yeah. players for doing because, cool things that we now are tweeting. Remember when we had people jumping over cars? Back when they jumped over cars, we clowned them for that too. But I, that's because it, it it gets so repetitive and gimmicky. Like I like I said, like. 
if one more player pulls Shaq out of the crowd to dunk on him, like, yeah, what are we doing? It's, it's the same shit every year. It's, <clears throat> it's, 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 didn't it happen so twice on Saturday? You can literally <laughs> just go on YouTube and Google dunk contests. And I mean, the shit that guys in the G League or just guys no, that aren't even dunk, playing competitively. Guys are not even playing, they're killing it. I, I reject the argument that, like, these guys have done all the dunks yeah, there are. I don't to get done. There's so much creativity being had out there. That. These guys just don't care enough what, they kind of show up and there's you, no stakes to it there's, there's a couple things you saw what john moran said right john moran said yo what would it take for you to get in the dunk contest? a million dollars mm -hmm. that's what y'all said he wasn't holding no punches give me a mil i'll be in the dunk contest like you got to give me something to do it i got a couple ideas do y'all want to hear some come some of my couple ideas you Lindsay? they better be good Sure. No, I'm, I'm serious. Well, <laughs> well, we have a whole segment coming up where yeah, we're going to talk like about. Yeah, second segment there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Honestly, though, like, <laughs> I don't. My bad. I ain't read the I ain't read the production notes on that. Thanks for being at the meeting. Uh, <laughs> but look, I, I look at it and I go, I don't need the game to be some kind of knockdown, drag out, four quarters of just insane defensive pressure. But you need to. There needs to be something like mm. we didn't get anything last, not even the fourth quarter. It used to be, mm. you know, you get some cool plays, guys at alley oop to each other in the first three quarters. It'd be, it'd be like we a little fun. We did get some cool things. Well, no, but, but I'm not saying we didn't. I'm just saying, it. like Mac in the in the chat says, no one remembers good All Star games. You just remember moments. But there were no good no. moments last night. I mean, listen, I know we don't like Jokic and Luca, but I enjoyed the bloop 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 bloop. I thought that was funny. Tyrese Halliburton five threes right off the top was fun. I mean, nobody's I mean, gonna remember that. The elbow pass was fun. I or will, the attempted I, elbow pass was fun. I will. Both little in between uh, a whistle. <laughs> Yam was fun. Nobody's gonna remember I'm those things. <laughs> no one's gonna I, I, remember that shit. What like, I no remember, there's two things I will remember, hmm. and it was it was both the Dame pulling up at half court, nailing both his two half court shots. I remember that, hmm. and one of them was behind, clearly behind the half court line. So I will remember that. But again, uh, in the totality of it, no. If but, if you ask me ten years from now, do you remember that twenty four? So I'm gonna say yeah, that's the year Dame hit two half court shots. What? That's it. I what? mean, I ain't. You said is example of why this was such a one of the things you might remember is a dunk Devin Booker did after that didn't the, after the whistle had blown <laughs> and they were all walking to the bench. Because well, like, Devin, I mean, Devin's not the flashy guy right now in the All Star no, game. But that's just from a Suns perspective. I get it, but but I feel like most of the things you mentioned are gonna. Like we're going to look at and like, yeah, remember, that's an example of what a dog shit competition that all-star game was. Like, yeah. remember Nikola Jokic making a joke about how he can't dunk or Luka shooting from three quarters court to get the two for one? Like, yeah, that's funny. But it also speaks to like how little these guys care about the game. And that's why for basically three hours we wasted our time watching this event that wasn't fun and it wasn't competitive. And like... I know it's for the fans and for the people that are in attendance, first and foremost, that they get to see people. But I kept seeing tweets from people that were there like, yeah, the crowd's really not into this. Like, it's it's not very loud in here. They it's, don't care. It's a practice. Like, it's, it's not fun for practice. anyone. Okay. All, Except the players. The the idea that All-Stars for the city that it's in is a joke. It, it, <laughs> All-Star Saturday is awful in person. Mm. It, it's a made-for-TV event. Yeah. The game is about TV. Like... 
it's not about the city there and all the other things, you know, the uh, the NBA con or whatever they call it at, at All Star, uh, you know, NBA Jam session. That's that's for the fans. The events that the players are uh, around the cities. That's for the the fans in the city. But the the game and all that, it, it's terrible to watch even in person. You wanna you wanna make these guys care? Either dunk contest or or in the game, break it up by shoe company. Have have all these shoe companies put in a little money. There's a five million dollar pot at the end, like and and you're basically fighting for your brand. Mm. You know that's paying you too. Maybe that changes something. Because if we're gonna if we're gonna you know, as I throw beer <laughs> on the side over there, if we're gonna if we're gonna sit here and act like this is not about the money and it's not about like you can't. So let's just lean all the way in. Make it all about the money, make it all about the branding and, and all that, and just accept that and see if it changes anything. My guess is it doesn't mm. because this is just Anthony Edwards basically admitted, we don't care. Mm. It's a vacation. Right. I mean, I don't know who vacations in Indiana in, in the middle of February, but it is a vacation in some ways. So what's their motivation to play yeah. better? And and I uh, I will say I do agree. There's a part of that that's true. These guys play a lot of basketball. There's a lot of wear and tear. And the last thing you want to do when you get your all-star break is go out there and go 100 miles an hour. And a lot of these guys are looking like, Braun didn't play the second half. He's nursing an ankle issue. So I ain't playing the second half. So it's, it's a, they, they're put in a tough spot because they play so hard and they're dealing with so much. And then you want them to go honor their organizations and, and, and pay respect to the fans. And they're doing that. They're doing that by showing up and not taking vacations and not laying on a, on a boat somewhere. But to ask them to go out there and go 100 miles an hour. So there's a there's an issue. There's definitely an issue. But I don't blame them for wanting to go out there and just take it easy and go through the motions. Right. Because it's different from when it was 20 years ago, like the media and fan and Correct. just schedule obligations that they have when they go mm -hmm. to these things. Correct. Because their days are jam packed and then they go play the game. Like by the time the weekend's over, it was not a vacation for no, these guys. Like they get to blow off some steam, but that's what the game is about for them. And I, I fully understand where they're coming from as far as like, look, we don't want to take this exhibition seriously. It doesn't yeah. matter at the end of the day. There's no stakes. We just kind of want to have fun with our all-star peers. And yeah. I totally get that. But at the same time, like that's kind of what I'm speaking to. Like there's so much extra stuff now that comes with all-star that the whole point of it has gotten overshadowed by all these other obligations, all these other yeah. gimmicks. And so at the end of the day, until you add real stakes, these guys are just not going to care about this game. And I think the injury thing, I think a lot of people are missing like how big that has gotten. Like it's an unintended consequence of the 65 game threshold for all NBA mm. awards because all of these guys are affected by that. Yeah. yeah. You look at a guy like Tyrese Halliburton, I'll use him as an example because the numbers are out there about him. He has three games left to miss this season. Mm -hmm. And if he misses those three games, and God forbid it was because he got hurt in an all-star game, he loses out on $40 million. Right. $40 yeah. million. It's mm -hmm. not like $4 million, which is still a, a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about $40 million on I don't give a shit if it was 400000 <laughs> Like, if I'm Tyrese, I'm not risking it at all. No. No, no. absolutely not. Because you changed the rules, and now I can't even... Take the time to nurse this injury if, God forbid, I were to get one in the uh -huh. All-Star game. So I'm going to be as 
chill as possible and I'm not going to play hard and I'm just going to make sure after every post game, post game of every all-star game, what's everyone's first thing? We had fun. Nobody got hurt. Everyone left healthy. (laughs) That's all that matters. It's literally what is the most important thing in these guys' minds. And I don't blame them for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm I'm with you. I don't know. Um, Okay. Before we get into actual rules and things that we can fix about the all-star game, I do want to say I agree with JJ Redick on the start time issue. Oh, man. Like, I don't need two hours and 42 minutes leading up into the game of all these dudes talking about stuff that we don't really care about. And especially with the way that they all went this weekend with the things that came out of their mouths, like I would prefer not. Like, I'm, I'm a pass. I honestly thought the two hours before the game was more entertaining than anything I saw in the game. There's some good right. features, some good conversations mm-hmm. with the athletes. I, I got more out of that than I got out of the, the two and a half hours of watching whatever that sorry excuse for basketball was. You may be right. Maybe. You, might, you might be right. I mean, it's, I, don't know, I think it's a little bit of, there's a little overkill. But honestly, I did get a lot out of the pregame stuff. That was probably more entertaining than like that. What you mentioned, the pension, the sixty-four yes, the storytelling, that the is, shenanigans on set though went yeah. way too far yeah. this weekend, yeah. and some yeah. of the topics that were debated or discussed were. Yeah. You mean the misogyny and the? Yeah, yeah. Kenny Smith Somewhat. needs to go to HR and have a talking to. Oh, that was dumping <laughs> on homeless Who? people and and Charles Barkley. Well, no, too. did you hear right, what Kenny and Reggie were arguing about yeah. doing the Sabrina? Who'd have thought yeah. Reggie would That's... be the hero of a broadcast? <laughs> right. Reggie said, Where'd Kenny "What Smith? you wanted just in the kitchen?" I was like, oh, yeah. "Right." I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that he cut everybody's mic in the yeah. second." All that you know what I want? I I was I was fascinated by what happened when they went to commercial break. I I promise you there was some type of well, some producer some, some, went over and well, smacked I, Kenny upside the head. I even think between Reggie and Kenny. Oh, I'm I, sure I do. Kenny wasn't happy. I think Kenny probably afterwards. Kenny's like, "Yo, bro," like, and Reggie's like, "Well, stop saying same dumb shit." Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. Kenny put his whole foot in his mouth on he that did. one. He did. Then Charles yes. did the next night <laughs> talking about homeless people. Yeah, and Charles Charles's bro. was weird because he was trying to. Give Draymond shit, and then he let his yeah. he, he let his weird political so side come Draymond. out, and like yeah. it was just it was just bizarre. It's not a but they, good look for a millionaire sitting in a studio who made his millions playing a game to be shitting on homeless right. people. Well, right. It's I mean, not a good look. Right. But TNT got exa- and and TNT Sports, you know, True TV, what you know, all that. They got what they wanted, though. Yeah, they people wanted those those moments. They wanted. They wanted raw. They wanted real. And then they got exactly that. Uh, and people were talking more about that than they were the game at one point last night. And it's not right, but mm. but it's what they wanted. They, you know, they got they got exactly what, what they paid for when you put Draymond Green and Charles Barkley in a booth together. You're wanting stupid shit to be said. I yeah. mean, that's... That's exactly what what they were going for. I will say, Amelia brings it up. It was funny when Barkley was dissing Draymond, though. It was funny when he said, "You know who was asked about you the other day? Nobody." Nobody. That was good. Oh, one. it was See, even Charles. Funny. You can be funny. Mm-hmm. It was even funnier okay, just when maybe stop while you're ahead. I don't know. Yeah, when, when he dissed him about uh, the NBA Finals. Oh yeah, when, good luck in the plan. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, and he went even further. He was like, "Well, you won't be there, so like, you know." Yeah, so I mean, it's they, like you said, that's what they want. They want us to be actually talking about it today. Um, they got what they wanted, but 
Yeah, I I I think when you put Charles and and Draymond together, Charles naturally gets a little bit out of character, mm. and I think it's because of the personality issues and 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 some of the stuff. I don't think he likes Draymond. No, and they're putting him in a, in a not that that excuses what he said, but I think I I think he really doesn't like Draymond. They're trying to create some kind of weird hostile situation, and yeah. Yeah, he got it, again. It was just another thing. Both those comments were another thing that made this entire weekend not worth it. It was like meh. Um, one final thing that Charles did say, he did have something to say about Kevin Durant, which affects the Suns directly. He wanted to be KD, but he's not doing it. To me, it's got to be Booker. He's got to be your, your mental leader and your vocal leader to a certain degree. No disrespect to Kevin. Kevin's a follower. He's not a leader. He's proven that on all his stops. Booker's a hell of a player also. I think he's going to have to take the initiative and take this on team to the next level because, man, Kevin's a hell of a player. I ain't never going to say anything bad about him, but I say the same thing with Boston. One of you guys has to step forward. He has to step forward. And for me, for Phoenix to be successful, it has to be Booker. I don't – Okay. I don't agree Watch with what you how say. he slanders KD and mm. the approach, but I also don't think he's wrong in the fact that he's saying the Suns need somebody to step up into that role. And I think it is probably a little bit more in Devin's character than it's proven to be in KD's. But we've talked about it time and time again. You don't have to be the vocal guy to be a leader. Mm -hmm. And I think we've seen KD lead uh, at times here, him with Bull Bull on the sideline going over going over play. We've seen him uh, in different ways. You can be a quiet leader and impact things still, and, and there can still be a need for a vocal leader there at the same time. So I don't think Katie is a follower like Chuck is saying. I think he's a very different leadership style, and you need both kinds in environments to wind up getting where you want to go. That's, that's in any kind of business basketball wherever you need a multitude of of leadership styles to get where you 100 because we saw it with chris paul too like not everyone relates to that not mm -hmm. everybody wants to be led in that way mm -hmm. sure you do need that vocal rah-rah locker room type of guy but you also need the kind of guy who leads by example you need the guy who can pull you aside one-on-one -on -one and have those tough hard conversations mm -hmm. without embarrassing you in front of everybody else or feeling like you're being called out by them. Somebody who you truly feel like is investing in you. Like Kevin Durant is a leader in his own right. He's just not the leader that Charles Barkley wants him to be. And I don't think that's a fair way to judge him. No, it's it's one of those things where there's different types of leadership. And, and we've been talking, you know, early in the season, we were talking a lot about KD's body language and how we wanted it to improve and all this other stuff. But you look at what he's done since the Suns have got healthy and how their season has turned around. And who does everybody continue to credit for setting the tone defensively Katie. and taking on the tough defensive assignments? Kevin Durant. Who, if you asked everyone about Kevin Durant's practice habits, do they point to and say, mm -hmm. that guy goes hard every single day, mm -hmm. every single rep that he does, and it sets the tone for the rest of us. So leadership comes in many different forms. It doesn't have to be a vocal leader. And KD, like you mentioned, is vocal in terms of pulling guys aside and talking to them. He has been pretty vocal on the court in terms of like Nasir Little making a bad turnover and getting on him. And the next play, Nasir Little comes down, hits a three. 
those things stay with you, even if they go under the radar. So I look, I get sort of maybe what Charles was trying to get at. But when you come at it in that way, in terms of he's not a leader, he's a follower, all that type of bullshit. Like we, we, we know this man has an agenda against Katie and has had one for a while. So I'm getting to the point where like when Chuck starts to talk about KD, I just tune it out because he, he has a clear incentive behind what he's saying. And it's the same thing over and over. Like, I I don't know how many times I can just sit here and say, well, Chuck said something stupid about KD again. Guess I'm going to ignore it and move on. Like it's the same (laughs) shit over and over. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with listening to Chuck talk about KD unless he says something truly outlandish that I feel I have to respond to because it it just is what it is at this point. Yeah. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. Um, I think it's disrespectful as hell. I think it's ignorant. Listen, if there's a Mount Rushmore for the NBA, I'm putting Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant on it. Mm-hmm. That's my Mount Rushmore. If you're, if you got two NBA World Championships, Finals MVPs, League MVPs, I'd be damned if you're gonna call me a follower, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not. I, I just that's. To me, that's it, it, there's a way he could have said what he was trying to say and not say it that way. Like the, the choice of words is what bothers me. And and Chuck got to look in the mirror because, I mean, he ain't got no damn championships. And he wasn't a great leader. I mean, there was a time where Chuck was spitting in the face of little eight-year-old girls in Philadelphia. I lived that. I was in Philly watching that happen. And that's how, how the hell he ended up in Phoenix. And so you want to talk about leadership. I mean, you got to look in the mirror, dog. And 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 last but not least, he forced his way out of Phoenix. I mean, he got in front he of everybody. He forced his way out of Philly. Yeah, and he, he got in front of everybody when times got tough and said, I want out. I want to be a follower. I want to follow Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler, and the boys. So what are we talking about? Like, that's that kind of bothered me. KD deserves more respect than that. And for you to be saying that, it sounded like he had a couple drinks as well. <laughs> like, that's just, uh, nah, you don't do that, man. Not This is a brotherhood. It's a, it's a family of NBA players. The, the past players have paved the way for the new players, the new generation. And KD has paved the way for the guy that you're saying is the leader. <laughs> I mean, Devin Booker had a damn Kevin Durant fathead in his room. So... Like, stop, man. It bothered me. I thought it was poor taste. And Chuck got to do better than that, man. Like, Put, put Chuck aside, though. I want to ask this, this larger question. Can't you be on the Mount Rushmore of NBA, be great, and not have been, like, the main leader on a team? I think you can be great at what you do, be unbelievable at what you do, be the best at what you do, and it doesn't mean uh, somebody in the chat said it. Uh, just because you're good at your job doesn't mean you should be management. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like you can be one of the greatest to do what you do and not have to be the main leader on a team. I agree. Right? I agree with that. I, my problem is the word follower. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Like, I, I, I got no problem with the lead. Like, everybody leads different. We talked about it earlier. Like, you know, you can be a leader and a, and a dictator. And that doesn't, you know, the leadership comes in many shapes and forms. Um, and KD style is, is probably different than what guys like Chuck are used to. But follower? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. That's, that's, that's a whole nother level of shit. 
all the boys out there at All Star Weekend had a little too much to drink. They were not drinking responsibly, and they definitely weren't <laughs> drinking Michelob Ultra. They would have had nicer things to say because Michelob Ultra puts you in the best mood you can possibly be in because it's got exceptional taste. It also has refreshing and balanced flavor, only 2.6 carbs, and only 95 calories or maybe they were just missing out because they really wanted a seltzer and they didn't have any available well if you want a seltzer Michelob Ultra has organic seltzer essentials collection all ready to go for you guys they're made with coconut water and real fruit juice so you know it's going to be refreshing superior taste and they want to hook you up with some NBA prizes as well so head on over to MichelobUltra.com to find how you can win superior NBA prizes and to find Michelob Ultra near you. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and we ask you enjoy responsibly. Flex, I got a problem with you. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to make this very clear. It's hot. All right. What happened on Saturday? Forget the All-Star game. What, what dropped on Saturday? Them book ones, Yeah, baby. you know what I don't have on my feet? Book ones. I'm wearing my Popsicle Reeboks right now. <laughs> Those All are right? good, though. Yeah, I love my shoes, I love but I, I'm not wearing a pair of book ones. Mm-hmm. I, I failed at it, which you know what that means? What? I'm not getting in the club because Flax failed me. No, no, you're not getting in the club right now, but there's oh, other oh, club I see, I see how it's Well, you know what? <laughs> so just be patient. Come on, that's, that's what I'm saying, no, you, know, you know what the I said? The club will always be there. I said I'm taking things into my own hands. I'm, I, enough of this. Mm. I'm joining a club that I... I know I can get in that wants me because, you know, I don't need to be in a club that doesn't want me. Right. So I went into Circle K's inner circle (laughs) and I I knew I I fit in with this group. They're a group that wants me to be a part of it. And it was super simple. I didn't have to have any fancy shoes. I didn't have to dress differently. I didn't have to, you know, convince the bouncer to let me in. No, all I had to do was download the Circle K app. And that was it. I, I, I became part of the inner circle right there. They gave me 25 cents off my first five gallons of gas. Uh, now I'm getting five cents a gallon. You start at three. You've got to work your way up in some some things. Then you get to the ESPO level. You get five cents off your gas. I'm getting free I'm getting free uh, items there, everything you could want. Hmm. Uh, and, and I didn't need Flex's help. I did it all myself. <laughs> Thank you very much. So join inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations visit circlek.com for details and no flex is not the gatekeeper when it comes to the circle k inner circle <laughs> that's right everybody's welcome you, I love you, I love <laughs> all right how do we fix it what are your ideas tell us tell all us right. how you would change the all-star game to make it better Who's or we get it okay i got i got an easy one here mm-hmm. we move the mid-season tournament to later in that first half of the season mm-hmm. all-star weekend is the semifinals on Friday, the final of the in-season tournament on Saturday. We keep All-Star Saturday night with all sorts of, you know, random events, and we recognize the guys that were voted All-Stars, but we don't have to have them play a game, and we get the in-season tournament as the games around what is a giant celebration of basketball for a weekend moving around different cities. Done. I fixed All-Star weekend. It's not bad. I, I my thing is like the whole point of the in season tournament is to fix that portion between October and Christmas when people don't care about the NBA. You kind of need both. So you might you might need two in season tournaments if you do that. I don't hate the idea though of like 
Jared, having I, actual meaningful game on All-Star Weekend and just resorting All-Star to like because as soon as the All-Stars are selected, we stop caring about what yeah. they're actually going to do in yeah. this game. So we honor the guys that we that were selected. Maybe that puts more of an emphasis on the actual selection process and giving an actual shit about how that works. And then for the actual game that weekend, we still gather all the stars in the same place. But maybe we get more of their reactions watching the actual game. We get an actual competitive game with stakes. I, I don't hate that at all. I have a couple strictly for the process in the game. Mm-hmm. Now, the first one is, and I said this before, and this weekend, I feel like I want to happen more. Mm-hmm. You want to add fan voting to the all-star game process? Well, the fan voting also is for the dunk and the three-point and skill stuff, Mm. okay? So if you're going to accept my vote to play in the damn game, then you have to accept the vote to be in the other competitions and events, Mm. right? And so now the fans are going to say, this is who I want in the dunk contest. We're going to vote on that. We're not going to let you pick it. You say it's a fan thing. Fans want to see X, Y, and Z in a dunk contest. Fans want to see X, Y, Z in a three-point contest. Let's start off there. Number two, y'all going to think I'm crazy, but I'm, this is this is me going back into my roots. Mm. I think they need they want to make the All-Star game more competitive and make it a little bit more uh, of, a, of an actual game. Stop playing full court. Stop playing full court. Pick the teams. Have them go five on five. Half-court sets. They play to a certain number. You bring your next five in. I bring my next five in, and we go at it in a half court setting. We're not we're not running up and down like idiots and all this space and taking half court shots. We're in a half court setting, and you you make it more competitive naturally that way. Because in the summertime, that's what a lot of you guys do. They go to private gyms. They get four or five dudes, and they rock in half court. They're not running up and down full court doing a lot of crazy. They do that too, but some of the best games are when they're in the half court setting. So. I would love for it to be East versus West. You get your five, I get my five. We go out there, we rock, you put a target score, and we keep going, and, and it keeps the defense at a at a little bit closer because what's happening is they inbound the ball, nobody cares, and you got 94 feet of nothing. Mm-hmm. So shrink the game and, and make it a half-court game. Let's see. Uh, I got a couple of different ideas. I think I hate this idea, but it is really the only way that you're going to get these guys to care maybe a little bit about the All-Star game is if you add in the stakes that the winning conference gets to host the NBA Finals. I don't think it's enough to fully fix the game, but it at least prevents 200 to 186 final scores, whatever the fuck it was yesterday. Like (laughs) That's where I'd start. I'd also start by bringing back what they did in the 90s where each team wears their own jersey because that looked way cooler and it brought more personality to the game and... Fans watching felt like they were actually watching their guy in the, for their team play. I thought that was a nice aesthetic. I think for the slam dunk contest, you do kind of like a Dancing with the Stars thing where they're paired up with like a dunker who that's all they do. Like those YouTube guys that actually do <laughs> the creative dunks because then you get to shine a little light on some of these guys that other people might not have heard of, these creative dunkers, and they get to have like a practice sesh. They could film the whole thing. Like, I'm going to teach Anthony Edwards how to do this dunk or whoever it is. I think that would be fun, and maybe we'd get some actual creative dunks in the game where because they're practicing with somebody who dedicates their whole life to this shit, we could get some real dunks instead of just, well, what branded car are they going to jump over this year or who's jumping?
jumping over Shaq. I think you get rid of the skills challenge because it's stupid. <laughs> like the skills it challenge is, is yeah. the dumbest shit every year. And I think you add in something like silly, like a knockout tournament or like like I'd like one on one, but I feel like they wouldn't take it King seriously. Hill, three on three. So some shooting competition, horse. something like horse. Horse would be fun. Could you imagine Steph in a horse contest? Yeah, that going would to the be other, fun. Going to the other How end. How long would it take for it to end, though? Not with no. I think it would be a horse competition with like like three or four mm. premier guys. Like I mean, you two could do or three. NBA, you could do it right. NBA. Kind of like we yeah. saw that. Oh, that's the thing about the Steph with the Sabrina contest. <clears throat> It was one-on-one contest, but because of the names that were involved in it and because of the WNBA involvement, I think that would be onto something. Like you bring in some WNBA players as well, mm-hmm. that would like there'd be cross promotion there. People would tune in to watch. I, I think those ideas are a start, and I think you bring back the Elam ending because as yeah. much as it didn't work for like one or two years there, it worked the first year, and I think getting rid of it, we saw what happened this year. Like it, the scores just got outrageous. Okay. So, no, so first like, to 200. Let's just do that. I like first your idea around the dunk contest. Yeah. I was thinking like just get all the NBA players out of the dunk contest, bring in straight up dunkers and have players be the judges. Cause then you get both yeah. and they get to be a little more fun with like their reactions and things of that sort. Plus then you lose out on all of like the old man on lawn hates on new age NBA player, which We've gotten the last handful of years and it's annoying and we're all over it. So let the NBA players be the ones who are the judges and let's see some just badass dunks. I thought about that and I would love watching the dunks, but I feel like a lot of people would not watch that just because they don't know the people that are doing it. But I think the reaction videos that you would get, like if they had, if it was like a split screen and you got to see all the immediate reactions from the NBA players... Think people would enjoy I think that. we split the difference. That's like half the fun is seeing the reaction sometimes. Sometimes, but the the base fun has to be like I just saw an NBA star do this. I, I think we split the difference, and you do it a tournament style, and you have. But see, NBA players won't want to do it if they could get embarrassed by. Yeah, like a they're going to get embarrassed by, I mean, by well, a young dude. I mean, they have gotten embarrassed by a G Leaguer the last two years, Mac <laughs> McClellan. Yeah, they have, but they have, but at least he's like played NBA games or whatever. Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess um, that's true. So. Skills competition definitely nicks <laughs> it. Let's play Call of Duty instead yeah. because they would be way more into it. And the trash talk during yep. the Call of Duty <laughs> tournament would be super fun. Don't give me NBA 2K. I don't care. We saw it during COVID. Mm-hmm. Not great. Give me Call of Duty, something they actually really like playing yeah. and take seriously. So those are my two picks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can fix this. I, I think, think you, you also can. just need to I... lean in and let it be what it is a little bit. Like they're not going to take every single competition super seriously. I think, again, you lean in more towards the people who are there in person, like make them sign autographs for an hour straight or something like that Mm. so that people there get a little bit extra. I know, again, with the TV money, you won't ever go away from putting TV first, but still. Mm. I think I think Fabio in the chat has it all settled. How to fix the All Star Game? Winner goes to Hooters. There you go. <laughs> Hooters with the fellas. With that, that only that only works with Suns in Phoenix, like Suns guys. Like, <laughs> I, I do think there were parts of the scale stuff that mm-hmm. I liked because they were teamed up in, in pairs of threes, and you could see as the things started to go, they started to take it a little bit more serious. And and so I I again I lean into that, and maybe. The all-star game, do you, you know, there's 24, do you break it up into 
you know, smaller groups and, and you eliminate each other as you go and see who the last force all-star standing or something like that. Like, I think that's the only way you're going to actually get these guys to actually play. Shrink it. And 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 get, they're all competitive. They all like to win. So if you have a group of four guys and they're playing four on four, and if I win your route, and at the end we're standing there ourselves, and we all get trophy, like it's got to be something better than just ten dudes running up and down the court taking half court shots. Yeah. Two things. I think the skills competition should be changed into something for the best passers in the league, where like the. Did you see the NFL? I mean, the NFL's gotten really ridiculous in their Pro Bowl, but like the long snappers were were, mm-hmm. were doing things where they were like snapping at a tic tac toe board or different mm-hmm. different things. Like, give me the best passers in the game using those passes to do crazy things. Like, uh, you know, Jokic trying to throw throw a full court pass into into something you know on a the other trash can anything yeah. yeah like give me give me something that's using a, a basketball skill in a unique way maybe i'm interested in that right like maybe yeah, that's that could more be fun. that could be i think mixing why don't we it make up? nba players do the in arena games that they do at halftime <laughs> and in between commercial breaks i would watch matching. that <laughs> i don't know. i think whatever they do though it has to be something that they have put the appropriate amount of time and thought into and that is going to stick around for a few years because mm-hmm. that's the other part of the skills challenge is it feels like it changes every year and i'm just like all right what stupid shit are we doing this yeah. year yeah <laughs> it's well, yeah. like can we get something that's like a fundamentally good idea that can last a few years before we have to change it again to yeah mix no it up? i agree but I don't know. I really love the idea of the uh, in-game shenanigans now. I, All could the you games ma- that they play at <laughs> NBA games in, in different arenas during mm-hmm. timeouts. They, I love that. They have to fire the T-shirt guns at different targets. You like know, bring back like- the puppy races. And they're the ones who are trying to convince the puppies to come all the way to the other side of the court. I am mad about it. All right, guys. All we know is All-Star Weekend has come and gone. Hopefully things will be changed ahead of next year's. But our guys, Katie and Book, represented us well, and we're happy for them for being All-Stars again this year. Um, Listen, we were supposed to have a parlay of the week, and I forgot to put one together. But I already have one in my head. You just do 20 points for the each of the big three for Thursday's game. You take the over because it's the Mavs. And then you either add in Grayson Allen or Yusuf Nurkic, PRA, 15 plus, And you're probably looking at a plus 550. I, th- I think you put... That, that sounds like the best I've been putting like in, Sounds like Flex and then Saul have been putting in <laughs> like pretty it. much recently like these it. days. So that's your parlay of the week over on the Bedham Dream Sportsbook app. I bet you 20 bucks if you make that for Thursday and then you join us for the pregame show... Flex or Saul will have the same bet as you. I, I bet you. you, you I think, don't take that bet. We're, we're making two win. bets. <laughs> we're making two bets now here. Yeah. Lindsay L- going to win at plus fifty points too. I think Mike, <laughs> after what he did to that All Star game, he might be a little angry. <laughs> I mm. want to take it out on his uh, favorite friends in Phoenix. I mean, maybe, but if I you might have the, not. Go ahead. And I might do the reverse psychology on what you just said. <laughs> I might take Luca to get fifty on Thursday, I just mean, just so that it doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. But if you want to get in on the action and take the parlay pick of the week, sign up for BetMGM and make sure you sign up using that code PHNX. You place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the BetMGM sportsbook mobile app of at least five dollars, and you will receive one hundred fifty dollars instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369-NEW York. Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-991-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Get stuffed Ontario and Puerto Rico. You're getting in hey, there now, too. Hey, oh, damn. Hey. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm Puerto Rican, baby. Hey. hey. I'm still mad at you from the last ad read. All right, okay. Oh, all right. Right. Fair, what you know what I'm going to do? I'll pop an OG's after this so I can feel <laughs> a little go. bit better. All right. All right. These are friends at OG's. They got the best edibles in the business. They're, they're made here in the great state of Arizona. And, you know, great things come from here. Mm-hmm. Not basketball always, but great things <laughs> in general uh, come from here. And now, right now, they've got natural vegan gummies for those of you that that are vegan i am not because well i eat too much to be <laughs> a, a vegan uh but they've got these natural uh, vegan gummies made with live rosin and the flavor sounds amazing it's a sweet clementine flavor so i recommend that also check out their big ogs 100 milligrams uh it's giant you don't take it all at once though and- <laughs> Unless you don't want to come back for a while. Uh, they're, they're sliced into 10 milligram slices of uh, fantastic THC. So check that out. To learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head over to OG'sBrands.com. Hello, you better stop, man. <laughs> Hello, Tracy, I love you. Hello, you better chill, man. Don't be talking about Puerto Rico or Jersey. Tracy was born in Jersey, so she's not going to talk shit I didn't about know it. that. Did My dad you? was born in Jersey. Oh, so okay. what right. I've learned is I like to hang around uh, people from Jersey because my diction sounds a lot better. Than <laughs> <that>. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, looking at the back half of the season, we have some good news coming out of the All Star break. Dwayne Winkin. Dwayne Rankin. <laughs> Dwayne Rankin. Dwayne Rankin. Dwayne Rankin. Dwayne Rankin. Dwayne Dwayne Rankin. Dwayne Rankin. Now I couldn't even do it if I wanted to. <laughs> Bradley feels good, y'all. Dwayne told us. Dwayne Wankin says, Wadley Wheel is doing great. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> he had the nose fix and his hamstring's fine. He should play on Thursday. So and that's, that's today's great clip. News. <laughs> Dwayne's enjoying his, uh, his all-star it. break is what let's <laughs> yeah, Basically, yeah. <laughs> okay, now that oh, we got no. that out of the way. <laughs> oh, no, it got worse. Of course it got worse. It started Carol. innocent, and then it got worse. Of course it got worse. Look who's on our show. <laughs> let's look at how the uh, Suns are in the standings. Currently, yeah, let's take a look at that lens. Um, I hate you guys. <laughs> you did it. I hate you more than anything. Gerald was fine. Mike didn't say anything. I don't know. That's most of the problem here. So, Suns are currently in fifth in the West in the standings. They are three games back from the Denver Nuggets in fourth. They are four games back from the Clippers in third. They are, what is that, four and a half games back from the Thunder in second, and they are six games back from the Timberwolves in first. Um, So a lot of games left to be played. I am curious your guys' thoughts because I feel like there is some potential ground they can make up. I don't think they're going to be the one or the two seed in the West, but I do think with their remaining schedule, especially they have a chance to make up some ground on the Nuggets at the very least. 
They yeah. will be above the Nuggets and above either Minnesota or OKC. Oh, when it's all said and done. Okay. I just I look. I I appreciate what OKC has been able to do, but they're still young, and that leads to problems. I don't believe in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I know everybody wants to believe. I don't believe in Minnesota right now. Uh, and we'll look at the schedule, but the Suns have a, a prime opportunity to move past uh, move past the Nuggets and do it by you know middle end of March, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think this team is primed to take off. Now that's the the caveat. Obviously, is injuries, right? But. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for what this team can do in the second half. I'm, I am curious because like the Suns are three games within the Nuggets here, and the Nuggets had to lose their last three games heading into the break for that to happen. So I mean, it's entirely possible. I, I don't know. I, I feel like as much as I don't necessarily believe the Timberwolves and the Thunder are both going to win opening round playoff series just because of the inexperience. I think they're built right now for the regular season. Like they're they're chugging along at a pretty good rate. I do think there is a chance that the Suns stay right where they're at mm-hmm. in like fifth or sixth. And I think as long as they're not in the play-in, we've talked about this so many times, I care a lot less about what seed they wind up with as long as it's top six and you avoid the play-in. I care a lot less about what seed they wind up in than I do about who their first round matchup is because the West is a bloodbath. Like yep. even if you get matched up with the Pelicans or the Mavs or the Kings in the first round, that's a tough first round matchup. Like even with home court advantage or a top four seed or whatever. So yeah. there are going to be three to four teams that go home in the first round of the Western conference playoffs that felt like they could have been in the conference finals if they had gotten a favorable matchup. So I think for yeah. me, that's more important to me. And I think right now, if you're the Suns in fifth and the Nuggets in fourth, I don't really care for that in the first round. Yeah, I wouldn't like you, that. You know I, what? I bring it. I, at this point, <laughs> if you're going to have to face them, mm-hmm. let's do it round one. Let's let's dance, boys. Let's. Yeah. You know, I'd ra- I'd rather the Suns be four than five. So you got. We got you know a potential game seven at home, but we saw that doesn't mean shit sometimes. So yeah. you know what? Let's go four or five. Let's just do it. Let's dance with the Denver Nuggets. Let's dance with DMVR. Let's just get that rip that band-aid <laughs> off. Either 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 you're good enough or you're not. And if if you're not good enough in round yeah. one, you weren't gonna be good enough in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, so. yeah, I, yeah. listen, I they're sitting at five. I've been saying this the whole time. They they're creeping. I like that they have the toughest strength of schedule left in the league because I think the Suns are at the point of the season where they don't want these trap games anymore. They don't want these boring-ass games against teams that are, are going to allow them to kind of slip up a little bit. I think they want competition. I think they want to try to play their best basketball these last 27 games. And so I like the strength of schedule. I like them sitting at five. I do think they can get up to three. I'm with Gerald to an extent – I think that in the last week of the year, there's going to be a little bit of musical chairs. There may be some teams throwing games to avoid a specific matchup. But I also agree with you, Espo. The year we went to the finals, the reward for being the second best team in the West was the Lakers. Yeah. Right? And I remember everybody saying that, oh, my God, this is what you did for playing all year. You got the Lakers. Well, I think if the Suns don't play the Lakers in the first round that year, they don't make it to the finals. I think that set the tone right there. They, they went out there, had a great first round, and that momentum built. So I'm not exact opposite. I feel like if you're going to have a tough matchup, give it to me first. I want it first when I'm fresh, when I'm healthy, 
when I'm ready to go. And I think that kind of catapults the rest of your playoff run. So I'm I'm with it. Get up to three, whoever's at six, it is, and uh, let's 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 get it on. Like that's how I see it. I mean, it's going to be tough one way or the other. So yeah, Gerald said it. There's no easy match. Yeah, yeah it's not dance. like you have a cakewalk, really. You're going to have to beat good teams if you want to win a, a championship. So you are. I do. Either which way. I do want to preface that though by saying I think if you're the Suns and you get the Timberwolves or the Thunder, you feel a lot more oh, confident. Hell yeah. Hell than yeah. Clippers or Nuggets. Hell like, yeah. I, I agree, but <clears throat> do you do you want to potentially? I mean, the reality is, if those two teams stay where they're at, you, you're going to have to be in the play-in to, to get wind them. up facing them. Yeah. Is yeah. that really the that's no. probably not the situation? You want so if you're if you're playing in the in that three to six range, I don't think well, you're you, gonna get either. You one. could see one of those in the if you fall to like six, yeah. Because the, the Clippers are only half a game behind yeah. the Thunder, two games yeah. behind the Wolves. So it's there's still a lot of games to be played for yeah. sure. I, I like us at the four or five. I would love if we can get to four and one of those teams we just talked about. Maybe OKC dropped to five. That's ideal. That's yeah. probably the I, best matchup. You know, I actually might. This is going to sound counterintuitive because I don't trust either of those teams, but they're also young enough uh, in the in OKC's case or riding high enough if if Minnesota uh, continues it that if you face them in round one, they might just not. I mean, it, it sounds dumb, but not might not know any better and might come in yeah, and actually it's be like tough for luck, you. Right? Yeah, like, it's that idea. Well, it's that kind it's of like, like the twenty-one sun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, so the cards just fall in your favor. You've got blind ambition where you just think you can handle business and you got the confidence to do it look this is this is going to be difficult we're going to have moments where play the playoffs are going to feel like crap and some that they're going to feel like you're invincible and that's going to be the western conference this Mm -hmm. this season like there's a i don't care like you said gerald there's no easy path this is all going to be difficult so okay before we dive into the remaining schedule and what katie and book said about it as both i have a request for you yes Mm -hmm. can you make the sound effect for me um, of the race cars. Well, we want, she wants it loud. You guys want to get in on the action and hear the sound effects in real life. You have to check out Phoenix Raceway and get your tickets to the Shriners Children's 500 out at Phoenix Raceway on March 8th through the 10th. It promises a weekend of good vibes for the whole family. You can get your reserved grandstand tickets now at phoenixraceway.com. But it's going to roar to life, you guys. You're going to have a blast. If you think Espo sound effects are good, <laughs> wait until you hear it in person. Plus, this the raceway is gorgeous. Like, I mm-hmm. honestly, it's one of the prettiest places I think yeah. we've been in Phoenix. And it's going to be an experience outside with the the mountains in the background and then the race going on again that's march 8th through the 10th tickets at phoenixraceway.com for the shriners children's 500 i'm going robin you ain't racing i'm going i'm a nascar (laughs) guy man i'm gonna when this is over i'm gonna miss the sound effects i'm not gonna lie i can still do sound effects uh flex when you move here you got a new house right yeah uh, with that, did uh, did you get like carpet or, or hardwood or uh, tile? What did you do? New house, so floor was great. But if I ever decide to get new floors, you know where I can go. Uh, I do. 
Look at this. The man is. Uh, <laughs> I am like I'm like Katie yeah. uh, using my leadership to train you, I my man, it. on the adries. That's all right. Our friends over at Empire Today, they're gonna take care of you if you need new flooring. You got a cat that's an asshole that's pissing on your floor. <laughs> they got you covered. You got an older home that uh, you don't know what the last person put on your flooring. They got you covered. You got a dog like mine that's like 15 years old and he's sad as accidents. They got you covered. Got you uh, Empire covered. Today has the flooring that you need and they've got a great deal. Uh, just because you're a PHNX viewer or listener, you're going to get $350 off uh, new floors. It's that simple. You know, all you got to do mm. is go to empiretoday.com slash PHNX and you're going to be able to get that. They have great installation. They are the customer service is unbelievable. We had the flooring put in here for our studio and they took care of us immaculate. They, they smells not, great too. It, it's unbelievable what they were able to do. And their virtual floor designer is a great way to see what your floors will look like mm -hmm. in your house. That's the best part. Without having to do anything. Like uh, you just use it and uh, you don't have to guess. It takes the guesswork out of uh, shopping for flooring. So I highly recommend them. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All viewers can receive $350 off uh, when they use the promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Details See, or details. You forgot how to talk too. <laughs> details at EmpireToday.com. <laughs> All right, guys, let's hear um, from Devin Booker on where the Suns are right now. Keep getting better. Keep trusting each other and building the chemistry. It's our first real year together. We just made some trades at the deadline, so getting the new guys acquainted, and so far so good. So you know, I'm happy with where we're at. So he pointed out, you know, it's our first like real year together. There was a question in the chat a little bit earlier asking if we are concerned at all about continuity going into the playoffs. Are you guys had those feelings or have they kind of been a chilled out? A little bit because you the playoffs teams are going to put you in unfamiliar situations. They're going to do things that you haven't seen during the regular season. And like we've been talking about the reps for the big three, for their starting five, for their main rotation guys have been limited. With that being said, the ro the reps that they have gotten together have looked really promising, like in terms of record, point differential, all these different categories that we look at to determine how a team plays together. They're all really promising. So I'm hoping that coming out of the all-star break, everybody can stay healthy. They can continue to build on that and continue to build that fam familiarity because come playoff time, you know, different schemes, different players, different matchups are really going to put strain on what you do well. And they're going to challenge you in different ways than what you've seen even throughout the course of the season. So I am glad that the Suns have seen a lot of different coverages with their big three to kind of build on that, you know, knowledge that they can draw from. Yeah, I mean, what's the, uh, you're great with this, G. What's the exact number? And maybe not exact, but ballpark. How many uh, games with the big three? I think it's like 20, 20 or 22, something okay. like that. So let's just call it 20, mm -hmm. okay? There's 27 left. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. need 20 more. Yeah. That's where I'm at. As long as they can get 20 more games together out of the 27, and and in those 20 games, you're, integrate, you're, you're integrating Royce O'Neal, Thaddeus Young, stuff like that. Mm. I think they'll be fine. I was wor more worried earlier in the year, but now that, I, like Gerald said, the numbers don't lie. You kind of already have a foundation and a base for what they're going to look like and how they're going to operate. Now it's more important about just getting those other guys on the edges to kind of 
get in and, and figure things out. And I think 27 games is more than enough time. So I like where they're at, man. I, listen, I, I I love where this basketball team is at. I do. I, I think they're they're about to start peaking. And they are at 22 games. So if they did manage to be healthy for all 27, that would put them just under 50, which would be good. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm a lot less concerned than you guys. Okay. Are you? Yeah. I mean, I saw a team last year that you know had what 11 games yeah. with book and KD going into the playoffs they won a series they took Denver as far as anybody else took them uh I think this team has a comfort level as long as they get another 15 you know 20 the rest of the way it shouldn't be a problem you know health is obviously going to be the biggest question mark but I'm not I'm not going to be concerned about about the chemistry. We've seen it uh, when this team plays together, so I'm not I'm not worried. There, health is the only thing that that I'm overly concerned about going into this. If you go in healthy in the playoffs, I think this team's going to be all right. Would I like mo- some momentum? Yeah, of course. But I think health, as long as they go in round one and they stay healthy through that. We could be looking at a long run. Yeah, and 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 you know, right now the Suns are two point eight seconds away. A Steph Curry bad read on defense, bit of a gamble. They're two point eight seconds away from being on a six game win streak, coming mm. out of the All Star break. So they're playing good basketball. They're playing good basketball. They're starting to get it together. Um, I like where they're going. And like I said, once you integrate Royce and Thad, um, I'm excited to see Thad. We'll talk, you know, we'll have our time to talk about that. But when you add that to what we can do and the rotations and being able to put KD at the five, and it's going to get interesting. And in regards to Thad, just real quick, because someone asked in the mm-hmm. chat if like Thad backed out or whatever. No, the signing just hasn't been made official yet most likely due delayed due to all-star weekend. Um, And we had to take that for data podcast over the weekend where me and Steven talked about Royce O'Neal's first week and what to expect from Thad Young. So if you haven't checked that out, it's an audio only show. So make sure to check that out where you get your podcasts. Can we take a second? Mm -hmm. I want to say, Gerald, your ability to promote has become next level <laughs> on this program. They talk about Lindsay and my ad transitions, <laughs> but you the real MVP, man, Thank with, you. The, with the way you weave oh, that. Oh, Pierce got it down <laughs> when it comes to the articles and mm-hmm. the audio. <laughs> he knows that like the back of his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, so a lot of people in the chat are pointing out that the Suns don't have the most friendly uh, remainder of the schedule and only eight or so really easy games or something like that. Let's uh, hear first from KD on how he feels about the rest of the season. Uh, we don't have, we don't really necessarily talk about the strength and schedule. But we respect every team regardless and we try to focus on us as much as possible each night. Um, so it's just about building our habits, getting better at what we already established and uh, pushing forward. And, you know, I think just playing against some of the teams that's going to be there at the end of the season is going to be a great test before we head to the playoffs. So a couple of things about the schedule. Yes, we have 27 games remaining. They have five back-to-backs mm-hmm. uh, for the rest of the the schedule. They've got a four-game road trip and a five-game road trip. And oddly enough, they played the Rockets three times in the next, like, ten days. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. three times in four games. In four games, yeah. It's like it, it, there's the Lakers game in between, and then it's, yeah, it's just bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how are you guys feeling about the remainder of the schedule? I honestly feel like I know we talk a lot about how tough schedules are in the in the front, 
part of the season and the back half of the season. But I feel like it's such a marginal difference. It's like goes from 0.9 to 0.98 or something like that when it comes when you break it all down. So, yeah, you got a tough schedule, but you got to beat these teams anyway. Yeah, look, from the Thursday through probably the fifth, I mean, that Celtics game will be a barometer test, but I think you make a break where you're going to be in the West from from Thursday through the fifth. And honestly, I'd rather have some of these tougher games now when they've actually figured it out more than in the beginning right. of the season when they were still trying to figure out what was up. And well, what yeah. was down? Yeah, I mean, and dealing with injuries. Dallas, uh, the Lakers, OKC, the Nuggets, and then those Rockets games. I mean, that's you got two teams, three teams really that that are right there with you, and OKC that if they are going to fall, you're gonna you're gonna have to to beat them there too. Like, I feel like this is going to be a real key stretch here. It is. And you look at a lot of the teams that they're facing, like just the fact that they have three games in their first four nights back mm-hmm. after the break. And that Sunday game is like a one thirty game. So it's not even it's like a back to back. And then you get less than the normal amount of rest before the next one. Um, Dallas has been playing really well since they added P.J. Washington uh, and Daniel Gafford. Like the Lakers have been playing a lot better since they went back to last year's starting lineup. The Thunder one of the top teams in the West, the Nuggets, defending champs. You get two games against the Celtics. The Cavs have been playing about as well as anybody Incredible. over the last few weeks. Yeah. So, like, this upcoming stretch is huge for the Suns. It's going to provide a lot of different tests and a lot of different matchups. Um, and I'm excited for it because we needed to see them build some continuity. And that's why when people – I kept tweeting out, you know, the Suns' stats since December 27th when they started to turn things around – and I keep getting met with, well, look at who they've played. Well, yeah, I don't I care about that. who they played because no. they needed reps together. Yeah. And now we get to see how meaningful those reps are against better competition. And I'm excited for it. I hate the strength of schedule argument in the NBA. Mm. I, I, I despise it. I do. Um, listen, at this point of the year, if you told me, would you rather have, and I'm being honest, if you told me, would you rather have the toughest strength of schedule or the least? Mm. I want the toughest. Because this is how you're going to get better. This is how you're going to get tested for the playoffs. You're not going to get tested with a weak strength of schedule and just going through lollipop games and then popping up in the playoffs and then you got to face these dogs. So I love where they are. These guys want the best competition. I don't think they even think twice about the strength of schedule. And I honestly think it's going to be good for them. There's going to be some nights. You know, you might have a stretch where you lose three out of four Mm. during this time. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's those are, these are the moments where iron sharpens iron. You get the stuff fixed. You're gonna this team's gonna make the playoffs. I think they're gonna make the playoffs comfortably. I don't think the schedule is a problem I at all. I think the only time it really could benefit you is at the start of the season. Like they've got shortened training camps. We've talked about that many yeah. times. Mm. You have an easier schedule to start the season. I think that's really the only time where you can point out and be like, that's actually might be the one beneficial moment because you can kind of. Stack some wins, get yeah. a lead. Didn't yeah. help the Suns. Remember those Spurs games early in the year? Yeah, but this is true. <laughs> but it could have yeah. been worse. It could have yeah. been worse. I mean, it always can. Could've we could have gotten molly Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. I think, but I think that's the only time where you can really look at it and say, here is yeah. a definitive way in which this could actually help you by like easing you into a season, yeah. especially if you have a guy maybe coming off injury over an off season or something. Yeah. But yeah. We, we talked about catching Denver 5th and I believe it's the 23rd of March 
is uh, is when you face them and though or twenty seventh, excuse me. Those those are the imper- imperative. You have to win those two if you want to catch the Nuggets. I think because the, those are the two you control can control, right? So yeah. so that's those two are two dates I have circled on the calendar. And you look at those. I mean sure. that last week. Pelicans twice, last week. Clippers twice. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Clippers, Clippers back. Yeah. Clippers back to back is just like Pelicans yeah. twice, Clippers I, twice, I lo- Timberwolves twice, and the Kings. I love it, man. I mean, that right there could change the entire yeah. standings in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they end the season on a on a three game road trip, which is interesting too. Yeah. Nuggets, OKC, Pelicans, Cavs, Timberwolves, Pelicans, Clippers, Clippers, Kings, and, and Timberwolves. Love it. I mean, that's a gauntlet, but mm-hmm. it also could completely reshape where the West is by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. I love it. It's go time, y'all. Yep. Two more days, and then we're finally in the back half of the season, and this is when things start to get really real. Turns to a sprint. And we'll be here yeah. for you every step of the way. I so hate that, plan Lynch. To hang out with us. I'm not you. I hate that we call it the back <laughs> half of the season. That, that would have been rough if you were just like, no, I hate not Lynch. Not Lynch. <laughs> right, no, no I, I hate that. Okay, I'll, I'll see myself out. I hate that Sorry. back half. No, they, everyone says it. It's <laughs> after the All Star game, back half. I'm like, man, just like three quarters of the season done. Do yep. you prefer what we, we call on? it the padunkadunk of the we, season? It's the yeah. back half of the season for playoff teams. I think is no. There's no back there's, half. There's, there's more 27 games. games left. Like there's been a third of the season. Yeah, but in, in theory, if we go through all the way to the finals, we got quite a few games left. If if you yeah. look at it from that perspective, that's how yeah. I'm trying to will it into it into existence. I'm not mad like, at what you said. You said it right. June. Yeah, you're right. That's it's true. The not that's true. so junk in the trunk of the season. There. It's, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Why don't we do the All Star game at the 40 game mark? Because then it'd be in December. Who <laughs> right? gives a damn? It's half the season. <laughs> I didn't like see, that as a kid. See, and then my in-season tournament thing works. There, there we go. go. There Done. Go. Yeah. We'll, we'll start voting on All-Stars in <laughs> mid-November. I don't hate hello. I mean, let's be honest. You get the same results. So like, <laughs> you might. <laughs> hello, I don't hate tacos, though. I just don't know. I, I don't eat them. <laughs> I was like, hold up, hold up. Out of pocket. <laughs> I don't hate tacos. The yeah. chat, however. Yeah, the chat was still out. Yeah. Yeah. You get what I mean. Hello. Nah, I love the chat. Um, final thing, y'all. Uh, we did get a tweet from Shams during the show. They said mm-hmm. Phoenix Municipal Court has set a February 23rd court date for Pistons Isaiah Stewart on a misdemeanor assault charge, according to police. Stewart was arrested and issued a citation before being released last week after an altercation with sons, Drew Eubanks. Okay. So that's the latest on that. Good for Isaiah Stewart. Somebody was like, how can I sign up for jury duty? (laughs) Now you want to take jury duty serious? Don't get me started. Anyway, we have a couple of super chats. Trevor, thank you for yours. They said, wasn't lucky to get the book ones, but I was at Disneyland do you guys know when book ones will be in stores? Nike with a huge L not having them in Phoenix. So they were at some stores in Phoenix. Yeah, um, not in mass quantities. Not in mass quantities, but no or no first drop of a shoe is, is like that anymore. Yeah, we got to be patient. People got to be patient. Yeah. I just, just want to get in the club. 
You will eventually get be in patient. the club. Yes, club will always be there, Espo. <laughs> the first shoe, I might not be, though. The so. first shoe is always going to be the hardest one because everyone wants to get their hands on them, and it's like it's the first shoe. But as more colorways start to come out, they'll become more and more widely yeah. available. Yeah. Gerald, you'll learn this when you hit 40. The days of getting into the club, that sand's trickling out of the hourglass, <laughs> all right? I'm okay with what that. What do you want to be in the club for, Espo? I don't, but Let that's what he said about the shoes. You don't need So the now club. I feel like I have to. You <laughs> you don't don't I can go, this club sucks. I'm going you home. You don't need I'm the taking club, my comfy ass I home. heard there's a bathtub I can lay in. Like, book, I just want in. If we get you those and you get in the club and you leave in five minutes, Espo, I'm going to be so mad at you. <laughs> That's true. Especially you after waiting stay years in the day, right. <laughs> you, We know you would do it's that. Too you got to stay in the club, flex. man. You got to stay in the club. <laughs> we also got a super chat from Mark. Thank you, Mark. They said, my PH and Ike's family, what's good? I think it's time to stop claiming Charles Barkley. He be talking crazy. <laughs> Claim him as the player, maybe not as the analyst, because Charles yeah. Barkley barely watches games. He says out of pocket shit. He's an entertainer. He's not a basketball I'm, analyst. So That's I should right. be offended when the chat on multiple times today said I'm the Charles Barkley of PHX. I used to take that as a compliment, but now Gerald's saying you really shouldn't. All right, Uh-oh. I'm a hide. I I didn't I make didn't that say connection. Anything. <laughs> I didn't make that connection. <laughs> Just kidding, us, but we Thanks, love you Gerald. sometimes. I didn't make the connection. <laughs> That's the chat, man. Okay, thank you, guys. We missed you. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Um, We will not have a show tomorrow, but we will have one for you on Wednesday. We'll look at more things with the Suns. We'll talk about that Suns-Mavs matchup on Thursday as well. So plan to come hang out with us then. And until we see you, gophnx.com is your place for all written content. It's also your place where you can become a diehard. All the information you need is there, how you can sign up, how you can get your first free item for signing up, how you can get access to the diehard only discord, all the great things that come along with being a diehard. And of course, you can follow the show on social at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me on social at Winsy Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Morgay. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Just remember, <laughs> Dwayne, you can go blind like that. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs>